Son of God, He is near. He chose to walk with us these tribal trails, tribal trails, tribal trails. Uh, this is Moosehide, and um, it's been in the water already and twisted to get all the water out. Okay. And what is, what is this pit for? Uh, this is for smoking. Okay. Uh, Art's mother said that it helps soften the hide, you know, oh, the okay. smoke does. What is this piled here? Uh, this is all Moosehide. Um, this is the first stage, like you can almost see through it. These are used by uh, loggers oh, okay. um, yep. to peel the logs with, yep. but we use it for cleaning hides. You're going like this. And, mm -hmm. and maybe we'll go into your house and you could show us some of the, stuff, some of the, some of the finished product okay. of your hides that you have done. Sure. Okay. This is sheared beaver with uh, beaver skin for the trim. And that's moose hide too. Right here I have slippers. Yes, they're all beaded in the front. And I do portraits too. And I have one hanging at the uh, cultural center. Welcome to Tribal Trails. We are here in Dawson City, Yukon, a beautiful country. And we're at the home of Aldria and Art Christensen. So thank you for inviting us into your home and sharing what God is doing and has done in your life. Art, I'd like to hear a little bit about your childhood. Where you're from? I was born in uh, Snag, Yukon. Okay. And that's close to the Alaska border. Yeah. Uh, my mom's of uh, Athabaskan uh, descent uh -huh. from Alaska. Okay. My dad's Norwegian. Uh -huh. And I pretty well lived here all my life since we moved out of the White River country. Okay. In Dawson City. Okay. Lived in Dawson. Yeah. Do you have a big family? I've got uh, a brother and three sisters. My mom passed away, so is my dad. Mm. And uh, a lot of, I guess, nephews and, and nieces. Yeah. What are you doing here in Dawson? For years, I've always kept trying to put a dollar on the table to keep the keep food on the table for the kids and while they're going to school. Now that they're out of school, I'm taking risk and going up and trying to do some gold mining. Oh, okay. Do you like that? Yeah, I enjoy it, but now at age almost 70, it's really tough. Where, where is your mine? It's uh, 130 kilometers from here. Uh, so. Up uh, the Dempster? Uh, no, it's up on the Stewart River, Stewart oh. Watershed. Yes. You go up Hunker over Indian River, Black Hills, right. and Henderson. Nice country. It's all, all nice country, yeah. 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 I call it my superstore. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it is. So in your mining, are you, are you, um, you use a cat, or what kind of mining are you doing? Yeah, now I have, we have a cat and some hose and, and loader and trommel, shaker decks, oh, pumps, generators. There's wow. lots of things to go on with mining. Yeah. 
eight years ago when it started, I didn't have a gold pan, I didn't have a pick or a shovel, and yeah. the Lord's provided pretty good to, to get us up and going. Yes. Wonderful, wonderful. And uh, did you hear about the Lord when you were young? Yeah, many different places uh, the Lord has passed through, like Sunday school, Gospel Hall it was called at the time. There was actually a person that came up from Three Hills of Alberta. I'll never forget his name, Herb Clink. And I was getting a young pilot from him, a little book in the mail all the time. And uh, all these things add up to, to the point of where we are now. But the big uh, transformation was 1984, April 14th. And I was out in Henderson Creek, close to where I'm at now, maybe 10 miles as a crow flies. And uh, okay. that's where everything changed. Okay, so what, what happened in your life to make that transition? The transformation happened because of uh, the drinking okay. and arguing, fighting between myself and the wife and uh, just in general being the old man. Today, as, as I know the old man, and he wasn't a very good man. So, I mean, that transformation happened, and, and it happened so easily because I went to the Catholic Church in school, and the biggest thing they pushed on us as kids in school was the Ten Commandments, and thou shalt not use your Lord's name in vain. And I said sorry, and there was nobody there except me. And I felt like a feather. I could jump to heaven, wherever heaven is, and... Uh, I felt so great. I like that part, though, you know, thou shalt not use the name of the Lord in vain. Why, why do you think that particular uh, commandment came to you? Why did it come? Uh, yeah. Because I was using the Lord's name in vain four or five times in every sentence. Mm -hmm. And it was something that was steady, you know. And uh, today, I don't know if I ever used it in the last little while, but when you're a young believer, I would end up using it. And when you have the Holy Spirit, there's a conviction. And the conviction is strong to the point that, hey, I forgave you already, Art Christensen. Why are you doing it again to me? Why are you crucifying me again? And when, when that conviction come over me, I'm sorry right away. And it's, it's gradually pretty well gone in my life now. That's really wonderful. I like that. Because there's a song that goes, he is more than just a swear word. And that's true. Yeah. 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 So the Lord came into your heart there then, and you said it made changes in your life. Your life changed. Many, many changes, yeah. Okay. And one of the things that really changed is that uh, when I was in camp, I didn't know where to look for the Word of God. And I searched every single room and happened to find a, a New Testament, a little tiny New Testament book, and I couldn't read it enough. That time I was taking in a lot of milk. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaves do not wither. Whatever he does, he prospers. Your whole life has to change, and uh, over the past uh, 
34 years, it has changed a lot. And when it has changed, it has changed for always the better, but then you also always have trouble in your life. And I look at Job in the, in the Old Testament and what Job had gone through with his family, with his money, with his cattle, with his everything in life. And at the same time, Satan was there saying to the Lord, let me do this, let me do that. The only thing that the Lord would not allow uh, Satan to do was to take Job's life. And when you're not allowed to take Job's life, in a sense, to me, that looks like that, you know, Satan is under God's control of what he can do and what he can't do. And that's, uh, that's a pretty powerful message that I've received over the last 34, 35 years. We can't say it's been a, an easy walk because I said I just finished walking like Job does. And uh, I guess each and every time before when we were younger, it always started, you know, myself and the elder would have arguments. And that gradually walked away. And the reason why I'm saying walked away is that the, the Spirit of God has been dealing with us also that it makes us stronger. And Satan has no use to even try with us. And now what he does, he tries with the children, with the kids. And, and we are going through a lot of hell, if you want to use that word. But, you know, I don't blame the kids. I love my kids. And uh, I have faith in the Lord that he will bring them out. But the only thing I have that I still have is fear is, is death of one of my children. You know, I, you know, my life now, I'm on borrowed time. I've said that before to many people, and I should have been dead a long time ago if I continued drinking. And, and, but now, it's, if all my kids were walking with the Lord, I can die tomorrow and, and be really happy, because I know where I'm going. That's a wonderful message. I like this beautiful lady that's sitting beside you. I'd like to learn a little bit more about you, Aldria. You know, about your childhood and then how, how you met this guy. I wasn't born in Snag. I was raised up there. Oh, okay. I was born in Whitehorse. Uh -huh. And um, as I was growing up, uh, my parents, um, Sarah, she's uh, Northern Tishoni, and uh, my dad is Joe. Tom, Tom, he's uh, Southern Toshone from Ajak, and um, they were both uh, trapping, like my dad's a trapper, and in the summertime he'd uh, be guiding the hunters, and um, for animals, and um, after I was seven years old they sent me to residential school uh, through the Catholic system. And I was there for about seven years. Okay. Yeah. Where is that at? Lower Post, BC. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can I add something to that? You uh, sure can. And yep. what is added is uh, what Elder said they, they sent me. I'm assuming she's talking about her parents. Okay. It wasn't her parents that sent her. It was uh, the Canadian government. Yeah. So it was more yeah. more something, oh, we got to get the native out of you and, and, yeah. and change your culture. Mm -hmm. And they took elder from her parents. Yeah. The reason they didn't take me is because uh, my dad was white. Okay. So, I mean, if I was full native, I would have been one of them too. I just thought I had to add, yeah. add that word. That's for good. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you want to say something, just... <laughs> <laughs> it's good. 
this is your time. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so after that, what happened? After the Where residential school, yeah, um, I went to the another place, a uh, vocational school, okay. and learned how to work in the office, like uh, to be a clerk. Yeah, and um, then uh, I know my life kind of went crazy. Okay. I went down to Vancouver and. Um, I had uh, a son, his name is Hayden, mm -hmm. and um, I became a single parent and came back to Whitehorse. And uh, then I looked around for a job and they hired me to be an outreach worker in Dawson City. So I thought, I don't know anyone there, mm -hmm. but I'll go anyways, it's a job. So. I went up, came up here and with my little son and that's when I met Art. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And we got together and had kids. Okay. <laughs> that's good. After being in residential school during that time, um, did, you, did you think about God? Uh, yeah, they, they taught us um, what they called a catechism. But after you left there, when you were on your own, did you think about God? Oh yeah, yeah. I I always prayed at night most times. Yeah. Um, I say the uh, Our Father prayer. The Lord's prayer. Yeah, the Lord's prayer. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I believe He's helped me quite a bit through my life. Yeah. Now I'm teaching it to my grandkids. Okay. Um, have you Have you accepted the Lord? Yes, I have. Okay, when did you accept the Lord? And I, how come? I did that in 1984. In Dawson? No, in Whitehorse. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's when Art and I were, weren't together. Like, he was okay. at the camp when he came um, to be a believer. Okay. And I was uh, still Catholic, yeah. and I didn't know anything else. Like. So I went to the church, um, I asked the priest to hear my confession on Easter morning. Oh, okay. And he said, sure, I said, I really wanted to be forgiven. Yeah. So I came down there and um, I was in the confessional and he might as well not be there because I was talking to God, you know. And, <laughs> and I came out of there, I felt so good. You know, I knew I was forgiven. And, I was just floating, practically floating on air, and I went back to my pew there, I was crying, and my uncle looked at me, and everybody started singing the song for Easter, and I looked up to the ceiling and I saw these gold sprinkles coming down, and, and that's a sign of forgiveness, I, I don't know, but, you know, God is real. Well, for sure, it was a sign of forgiveness for you. Mm -hmm. yeah. You brought me this salvation, and I praise you, Lord. And you know condemnation, what a sweet thing to know. And all I've been given. 
smile to my face Cause all you've ever shown me Is grace upon grace Blessing on blessing Time and again Unmerited mercy You show without end I know my only hope Is trusting your love And grace upon grace I'm so unworthy So from there, uh, did you get a Bible, and is that when you came back to the Lord? Is that when you both got back together? Probably within a week. Yeah. Within a week? He's that, the, well, he's the one that showed me. Her and what happened with me, it was a separation of, I, I'm going to say a week. It might have been shorter, it might have been longer, but... Yeah. And you shared with her <laughs> what happened to you? Yeah, the, the funny thing about sharing with me after being in camp for about two weeks, like I said, reading that little uh, uh, New Testament. And I went to Whitehorse. I've still got the same mouth. I've still got the same tongue. But the words that were coming out of me scared her because the, I was totally changed. I mean, she didn't understand what ha happened to Art. It's just like having one of my little grandkids out here, if they're out here, and let's say the seven-year-old has knowledge of algebra. And if she understands algebra, you're going to look funny at her and say, what is going on? And that's what happened with, with my experience is that it was so powerful. So he, so he meet, you meet up with him, and he's a changed man. Yes, and he had a Bible with him, and he was showing me verses and, you know, all this and talking to me about it and um, they never showed us that you know like I um, they always they gave us um, a book that they made and then they told us this is you know what you should learn and and they made us recite it over and over again and so uh, yeah I, I uh, I'm glad he showed that to me because you know now I can understand because I used to pick it up before and look at it and, you know, how do you read this? It's yeah. so thick, you know, like the, all those pages and yeah. then he, sh he showed me verses and, you know, things like that to learn. And then I started, you know, I got a Bible, he gave me one and I started reading it and started um, understanding it more. Yeah. Yeah, so. Speaking of Bibles, the one I'm looking through right now is uh, actually one that Eldred had given me a couple of years after I got one from Clayton Midget. You oh, may know yes. him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. traveled all the way from Alaska, Glen Ellen. He was going to Bible school there, and he heard I was a, a born-again Christian. And, oh. and his mom was in the hospital, and on his way, the Copper King is before the hospital in Whitehorse. That's where I was stationed as a mechanic.
he stopped at the house or a trailer we had and he started talking and I started talking. The meaning of Christ was strong within him. I was a young believer in 1985 and when this happened, he came to the house and he didn't beat around the bush or anything like, he just said, uh, I heard you're a born again Christian. And I said, yes I am. We sat down, we started reading scripture all night till what time the next morning? 10, 11, 12, I don't know. All night and then he says, I better go and visit my mom. So he went, he left, but he spent more time with me than he spent with his mother. And the reason why I'm saying this is because his mother was ready to pass. I think she passed shortly after that. But the thing is, is that, you know, his mother was saved. He knew that. And being young in the, in the Lord, I'm going to help Art as much as I can. He's a wonderful man. He is, yeah. 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 I'd like to hear a little bit more about your life, about your walk with God. Um, after I came to know the Lord, um, I used to get discouraged and uh, feeling down. And, and um, what brings me back on track again is going back to the day of Easter mm -hmm. when I was forgiven there mm -hmm. and um, I know then that you know he is here he is with me he can help me mm -hmm. and so all I have to do is you know talk to him and um, he understands yeah. yeah you mentioned that uh, your life got mixed up a little bit. So after you accepted the Lord, did that change in your life? Oh yes, it did. I um, yeah, I used to have uh, friends who drank with me, and um, I hung out with them and that. And and then after I came to know the Lord, they um, they weren't around anymore, you know. And I made new friends, friends who knew the Lord. And I'm very grateful for all the friends I made, you know. They helped me a lot. So how are you doing in your spiritual walk now? I, uh, <laughs> I've been reading this daily praise book by oh, okay. Ruth Myers. Oh, okay, yes. And um, besides that, I talk to other believers, like uh, they could be the preacher for Dawson or um, friends that I uh, used to go to church with at the uh, Gospel Chapel. We're still close friends and um, even made friends with somebody new who believes very much in the Lord. And they were just going around and spreading God's Word. You showed me a few things in your Bible there that you like. Do you want to talk about that a little bit more? And this one has jumped out at me. Is this is a trustworthy saying, and it deserves full acceptance, that whoever, for this we labor and strive, and with that we put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially those who believe. And the, the especially who believe, are people 
in human form like myself. I received the Holy Spirit, I believe. But there's a person walking down the street, walking into a bar or walking into a drug dealer's place, doesn't understand that yet. One day, hopefully they will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Art. Okay. Thank you very, very much for sharing with us today. One of the things that came to mind is a beautiful scripture that God has given to us in the Gospel of John. And it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And I believe that that all covers that, that anyone, anyone, that's everybody, all in the whole wide world, anyone who puts their faith in Christ, who asks them into their heart, will be saved. And what a beautiful message that is. Oh, I know my only hope 
I'm so unworthy of. I know my only hope is trusting your love.